on the road again just can't wait to get on the road again the life i love is making music with my friends i can't wait to get on the road again hello and welcome to this episode of travel stories from the back again and gone podcast Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And yes, we are still continuing our series of stories from home. At this point, we may have to change the whole podcast name to stories from home, but there's still no one really traveling. So there's not a heck of a lot of travel stories. So tonight I'm being a little bit reflective and talking about the five things I wish I had known about when I first started traveling. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And like I said in the intro tonight, we're talking about the things I had wish I knew about when I first started traveling. But first, guess who got to go to the airport yesterday? This guy. But it wasn't for a trip. Actually, one of the Chateau Relaxo residents had a friend coming to town. And I took this as the perfect opportunity to see how my old friend, the Orlando International Airport, was doing. And actually, this was probably the first time I'd been more than 10 miles away from home since mid-March. There was no traffic on the turnpike, which I was really surprised, especially at 5.30 in the the evening. Usually that road's pretty back. Uh, The road leading into the airport was also barren. There was no Disney buses, no off-site parking buses. It was possibly me and two or three other cars. Pulled into the parking garage, headed up to the third floor. It was also barren, maybe 20, maybe 30 cars in the whole third floor of the parking garage. Went into the terminal, I passed one person. It was actually an employee that was cleaning the handrails. Got upstairs, the MCO or the Orlando Airport atrium is normally a beehive of activity. There's crying kids, both kids crying because they're heading to Disney. Also, kids crying because they're coming back from Disney. I didn't see a single cheerleader carrying a trophy that was nearly as tall as she was. No lines for TSA. Maybe five TSA agents working the gates. The Disney and SeaWorld stores were both closed. Only Starbucks was open, and believe it or not, there was not a line, which is a total rarity for the Orlando airport. I debriefed the friend about the trip. They flew in from Sacktown. Uh, side note here, I've gotten several emails from uh, listeners asking for a Chateau Relaxo English translation show. So uh, it's in the works, but Sacktown is short for Sacramento, California. Uh, they flew in on Southwest, were issued a mask before boarding. All of the middle seats were empty. Since this was only their second flight ever, I really didn't get too much into the boarding procedure since they really didn't have a reference point but they did say they felt pretty safe and pretty secure during the whole flight. On to tonight's episode, where it's the five things I wish I had known when I first started traveling. Possibly I should have titled this something like my travel mistakes or the travel mistakes of my past are wisdom for your travel future. Sounds pretty pithy. Uh, I've onboarded a handful of coworkers over the years, maybe road warriors as I like to call them. And after HR has them complete all of the required forms, including the dreaded I-9 form, usually myself or someone on my team will spend a bit of time with them covering the ins and outs of business travel. 
We talk about things like your dietary plan is about to be tested. Since every hotel offers delicious morning pastries, or at least they used to, uh, it's very convenient to order late night McDonald's using DoorDash or Uber Eats. But those things may not work to your advantage in the long run. Because if you partake too much in all that food goodness, your wife, as well as your doctor, are going to be less than pleased with you. The good old uh, verbiage of don't drink alone, be it at a bar or in your hotel room, this is a bad road. You don't want to go down it. Uh, we also tell them to move. <laughs> Not necessarily their residence, but your body every single day. Go for a walk, do yoga, stretch, do something, body weight exercises. Spend 15 bucks a month on Audibles or Spotify to stave off the boredom during those 30 minutes. If you're financially conservative, hit up YouTube. They have a ton of free uh, exercise videos and motivation videos to get you through the time. Here's a good one. If you're working at a convention, remove your badge. As soon as you leave the convention floor, that badge is a beacon for all of the ladies out there, letting them know that you are from out of town, more than likely unsupervised, probably have a pocket full of cash. And also, if you ever do a convention, don't buy new shoes and wear them the first time on the convention floor. That cement will wreak havoc, which translates into blistered toes. Of course, if you plan to fly, buy TSA PreCheck, best 80 bucks around. You know, all those tips are pretty useful, and for the most part, they're common sense, except for the convention badge. Uh, that one comes from experience. But I'm talking about things that really make a difference. The five things I wish I had known when I first started traveling, number one is the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Also known as buy once, cry once, and this is probably actually a life lesson, not just a traveling lesson. Ever go into a Marshalls or TJ Maxx? Ever looked at their luggage section? The average price for a suitcase is $69 no matter what size it is. You know why? Because after the wheels disintegrate or the handle refuses to collapse, those retailers know that you'll be back to buy, guess what, another $69 piece of luggage where eventually the wheels will disintegrate and the handles will refuse to collapse. Uh, life lesson, I went through several Swiss Army laptop bags when I first started traveling. The average time to failure for a zipper, strap, or buckle was about 18 months. And so a couple years ago, I switched over to an Averki Atlas bag. I've talked about this several times. It's my everyday carry. Uh, it has stood up to my abuse. I like the bag so much that I got one uh, with wheels on it for my wife and then even went on to get a 420 trolley, which is great for quick overnight trips. We hired a coworker about 15 years ago, and right off the bat, he dropped 700 bucks on a Tumi roller computer bag. It has a lifetime warranty. I think he's used it a couple times. But to this day, that bag looks as good as it did 15 years ago. That's less than $4 per month. Basically a gooey frap each month. And gooey frap translated is nothing more than a cup of coffee. Um, that'll be in the Chateau Relaxo to English ep episode as well. But, you know, the longer he uses that bag, the cheaper and cheaper it gets on a daily use basis. You know, use the buy once, cry once philosophy for other travel-related purchases. Buy a decent travel umbrella, not the $9 one at the corner drugstore. Living in Florida, my need for a winter coat is minimal at best. However, several years ago, I bought a Patagonia Nano, probably one of the best travel coats for keeping me warm and will last for years. 
unless I continue to put on the COVID-15 or the COVID-20, possibly the COVID-30. The second thing I'd wish I had known was that loyalty counts. I spent my first five years of traveling switching between hotel brands as well as airlines. I probably wasted 25% of all my points because I just wasn't loyal. My hotel choices were all over the road. Holiday Inn because, well, they do have amazing cinnamon rolls. La Quinta actually has some pretty decent properties. And I certainly can't forget the America's Best Value Inn in Maryland where the parking lot was full of police cars as the cab dropped me off and said, see you later. Uh, same went for airlines. Uh, during my first five years of travel, I was all over the road. Being based out of Atlanta, it would make perfect sense to fly Delta. Not for me. I did fly Delta, but I also flew AirTran, American Airlines, uh, ValueJet, if you remember those. So after the first five years of travel, I had attained silver status with every single hotel brand, as well as having a handful of points with every single airline out there. It made a great family trip, as long as we all stayed in different hotels and took different flights. It really wasn't until I met Chris Brown, probably around 2005, that he explained the value of being brand loyal and then parlaying that loyalty into points. You know, you're exchanging your head in a bed or your butt in a seat. Make it work to your advantage. The third thing I wish I had done better or knew about was tracking my travel. I've talked about this in the past. Find some way, possibly multiple ways to remember your trips. For business trips, I use a couple methods for food, hotels, and attractions. I post both on Yelp and Google. I try to leave some detailed reviews, complete with pictures. I can always go back and look at them. For destinations, for checking in, I've used Swarm, which I think used to be called Foursquare since its inception. And it just lets me know that I've been to 700 different airports. Or I've, you know, it just, it's a really easy way for me to track stuff. For our family trips, most of the family trips, I use my day one journal. I have a sub journal in there for family trips. I take a lot of pictures. The geotagging feature of day one reminds me of where we were. And then I can fill in the details, including additional tags. And then finally, my office is filled with pictures of all of our trips, uh, which makes always a nice reminder. Short of local booze or local beer, the only other physical trinkets we bring back are ornaments for our Christmas tree. They're small. They're easily packable. Typically, they show some sort of the local flavor. And it's a great reminder each December when we decorate the tree of where we've been, not only in the last year, but the last five years, six years, seven years. Number four, travel experiences begin outside your comfort zone. And I think that's one of those life rules that life really begins outside your comfort zone. Look, there are destination vacations. For instance, if you're a roller coaster fan, it makes perfect sense to spend time at various theme parks riding coasters. If you love to fly fish, heading to Montana is well suited. Again, makes a lot of sense. However, incorporating some side trips into those vacations is a great way to take you outside of your travel comfort zone. If you come to O-Town, translated to Orlando, for the theme parks, it's easy to take a break from the parks and do any of the following. You can head out east to the Ponce Water Sports, take a 90-minute manatee and dolphin boat tour. You know, if you're from the Midwest, you've probably never seen a manatee up close. They're pretty cool. Uh, they also offer fishing and parasailing. Want to have a vacation that you'll talk about for years? Looking to do something with Grandma's ashes? Well, Ponce offers a burial at sea experience. Yeah, guess what, folks? Only in Florida, only 90 minutes away from Orlando. 
Since you're already on the East Coast, you can make the hour drive down to see the Kennedy Space Center. The complex is broken up into mission zones such as Heroes and Legends, Race to the Moon. I think they've got one called NASA Now. Daily admission is as little as 30 bucks for adults. I guarantee you that you're not getting to the Mouse House, aka Disney, that cheap. Not looking to trigger anyone, but did you know you can shoot legit machine guns while you are in Orlando? You can do it at Machine Gun America, MGA. From their website, they say their mission is it's simple to provide each of our guests with big thrills and unforgettable action, as well as a bullet hole ridden target to take home as a souvenir. You'll get the opportunity to shoot real machine guns and other world-class firearms. Looking at their website, they have packages that start at 150 bucks, go all the way up to $2,000. And so you ask, well, what do I get for that kind of money? Well, for $170, you get an MGA, not an MAGA, but an MGA, Machine Gun America logo hat, a t-shirt, eye and ear protection, a basic silhouette target, not the uh, fancy silhouette, but a basic silhouette target, one-on-one -on -one range safety officer interaction and instruction. You get to choose three firearms from the following, the Commando, the Uzi, the KR-9, and the KPOS Scout. All guns come with 25 rounds for a grand total of 75 rounds of ammunition. Now, short of shotguns, I'm not much of a gun guy, but I have watched the complete Fast and the Furious franchise, and from what I can tell, 75 rounds of machine gun bullets will last you right around 53 seconds. Last year, I posted my How Not to Die on Vacation episode, and this kind of falls in with getting outside your travel comfort zone. My number one rule was to leave your ego at home. You know, here at Chateau Relaxo, we regularly take family vacations that involve some sort of adventure. But usually my wife or I will bet the situation before we sign any form of release. You know, now most everybody, well, everybody here is of legal age. They can sign their own releases. You know, often it's not the safety involved, but knowing the limits, both physical and mental, of everybody that's participating. Years ago, one of the kids wanted to do a zipline course up in Hawks Nest, North Carolina. Well, a few years prior to that, they had backed out of a high wire course about 50 feet into it. We took them over to the zipline course, let them eyeball the first platform, look down that cable and make their own decision. And guess what? They decided it wasn't for them. No need to make them do anything they weren't comfortable doing. Besides, no one wants to deal with someone losing their ever-loving mind 200 feet above ground on a six foot by 10 foot platform. And plus it saved us a couple hundred bucks. You know, that being said, an adventure while on vacation can teach you a bit about yourself. Several years ago, again, another one of the kids decided to venture into cliff diving while on a whitewater rafting trip on the Watuga River. Now he's a good swimmer, wearing a life jacket, and so he got the parental nod. Let's just say he learned a lot about it himself once he hit the 60 degree water. I kind of wrapped up that episode with these highlights. Again, pretty much common sense. Can't swim? Well, stay away from the water. Don't go scuba diving or rafting. Scared of heights? Stay on the ground. Don't parachute, hang glide, zip glide, rock climb. Don't like horses? Don't ride them. Weak stomach? If you're away from home, it's not the time to expand your food choices, especially if you're overseas, especially if you're in a wet market. If you're going someplace unfamiliar, check it out on YouTube. Don't trust what you read on Yelp or TripAdvisor or what your neighbor down the street tells you. One last thing, bit of food for thought. Those releases that you blindly signed, well, guess what? They're pretty ironclad. If your income stream depended on a release being held up in court, 
you better believe that a bunch of lawyers wrote it. The last thing that I wish I had known 20 years ago or wish I had done was get my undergrad in packing baby road warriors. You guys pack way too much. It's a reality. I was guilty of it as well. The bigger the suitcase, the more stuff you will pack. I mean, how many times you've been to the airport and you see somebody with a big roller bag and then on top of that, it's so packed, they've got a belt holding it together? Well, here's a couple things. All hotel rooms will have a hairdryer. You don't need your own. Two pairs of shoes at most. Pack items that can be used for multiple events. Get a nice, well-tailored sports coat. 15 years ago, it would have been a blue blazer. Current day... It could be a tweed or herringbone sports coat that pairs well with jeans or dress pants and resembles the fabric on your grandparents' sofa. A few times over the years, I have had my suitcase not arrive at the same destination that I did. And unless your suitcase is filled with diamonds and gold, the airlines will find your bag and return it to you within a day or so. Every town has a Walmart or Target where for around 150 bucks, you can pretty much dress yourself in a business casual attire. The key is to immediately blame the airlines as soon as you walk into your meeting, looking like you got your clothes out of the hamper. There you go, roughly $1,700 worth of internet information reduced to $99.99 if you act now. What a perfect infomercial those five things would be. Guys, thanks for listening. Another one's in the books. As I keep wanting to say, travel safe, but since no one's traveling, I want to stick with stay safe and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at hypeamerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again. <laughs>